One, did you know your soul actually agreed for you to incarnate here on this planet on your specific birthday, time, and place? Two, your soul has also chosen your parents. When it comes to your parenting style or your overall lifestyle, are you crunchy or silky? No idea what I'm talking about? Well, here's a test. If you're wondering whether you're crunchy or not, ask yourself. Have I gone down the rabbit hole of toxins found in tea bags, even some of the organic ones? If the answer is no, you are not. If you're wondering whether you're crunchy or not, ask yourself, do I think natural flavors mean natural flavors? If the answer is yes, you are not. If you are still left scratching your head about what the hell this lovely person on TikTok is even talking about, then congratulations, you're probably classified as silky and likely very far behind on the newest internet lingo. So let me help you out. To be a crunchy mom is to be all natural. According to Peanut, this means adhering to a plastic-free household by not vaccinating your children, limiting technology, using coconut oil as a multi-purpose miracle substance, that is a quote, and using pretty much anything other than actual medication. It's a supposed natural lifestyle. But remember, arsenic is natural too. Natural doesn't mean good and neither does crunchy. Of course, Emily, the crunchy mom in these TikToks, isn't quite this crunchy herself. She's playing a character, a satire of what people think these moms do. But her videos aren't as far removed from reality as you might think either. In fact, it might even be more dangerous when taken to extremes. Though many sources tend to equate this new type of mom with hippie culture, that's probably giving it a little too much credit. I wouldn't equate them with hippies who were about free love, acceptance, and all of that. Instead, I would equate them more to conspiracy theorists. You know, the aliens are running the world and Donald Trump is still the president type. And today we're going to dive down that crunchy, all natural, organic, non-toxic rabbit hole on today's episode of The Corporate Casket. Looks like our neighbor's putting in a new load of laundry. Guess we're staying inside for the rest of the day. Everyone that has not been vaccinated yet. Stop having sex with random people. And by random people. I just want to say congratulations. I'm talking about anyone who you're not married to. For children as young as five. Um, No. Did you know that you have a spirit guide? Probably more than one. And the fact that you're seeing this now means that they want to The crunchy mom to alt-right pipeline is surprisingly direct and narrow. The Atlantic wrote an article on this not too long ago and explains the origins of modern crunchy issues like living off the land alone and using alternative medicine have a background in the white power movement. Quote, these bits of crunchiness included organic farming, a macrobiotic diet, neo-paganism, anti-fluoridation and traditional midwifery. All of these are often thought of as leftist or hippie issues, but they appeared regularly in the robust outpouring of women's publications in the white power movement. Of course, this doesn't mean that anyone who makes their own kombucha or hires a midwife is thinking about the KKK, but any community when taken to extremes can be dangerous. And for the crunchy community and the alt-right, they've got a fair bit in common and it's fairly terrifying. Apparently, scholars have actually studied how the white power movement radicalized its rural neighbors during the farm crisis in the 1970s. One way in which they did this was by using the publication Mother Earth News to run advertisements in the classified section, trying to find one another. 
And fun fact, did you know that the leader of the terrorist group, The Order, found his wife through Mother Earth News? I guess that's not so much a fun fact as it is a downright alarming and bizarre one, but the point stands. This connection was made and crunchy topics permeated the alt-right. Homeschooling, for example. While it may be an intentional way to form a community on the left, it can also be used as a way of separating themselves from liberal ideas on the right. You want to raise your children in a strictly religious household using the Bible in the classroom and avoiding ways that the left is supposedly injecting inappropriate sex ed into the curriculum? Well, homeschooling might be the answer for you. Midwifery is another example, which I don't know why that word entertains me. I always thought you'd just say midwives, but midwifery. On the left, it might be about women's liberation and empowerment, whereas on the right, it could be powered by anti-feminism and strict gender divides. Or, hey, aren't you trying to avoid those dangerous 5G rays and toxicity that turns the freaking frogs gay? Well, join a right-wing compound like CSA, also known as the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord. There are a variety of other examples, like opposing how the government adds fluoride into drinking water, but the main point remains the same. You can take one ideal and depending on how you view it, take it to such a fringe extreme that it just isn't healthy for anyone. Soon, the lines begin to blur between healthy, non-toxic living and misinformation. Laura, or at I am leveling up on TikTok, is an avid spokesperson about this issue. And she called out Emily at really very crunchy for this exact problem. According to Laura, Emily was walking a very dangerous line between comedy and misinformation or even anti-science views. It's far too easy to live crunchy and then without even realizing it, fall into a cycle or loop that's all too cult-like. Laura's been there too. At first she was semi-crunchy or scrunchy as some call it. I literally thought scrunchies were for your hair, but hey, here we are, cool vibes. Soon she started following the tagline and then quote, you don't necessarily recognize any of the dog whistles and it just goes from cloth diapering to toxins and before you know it, you've ended up at flat earth theories. You can't go to Antarctica. I don't disagree with Laura, it is a slippery slope. And we've seen that with nearly any cult we've ever spoken about from QAnon to Angel's Landing and everything in between. But that said, I don't disagree with Emily's response either. Crunchy is a spectrum. Deciding on less screen time or avoiding red food dyes doesn't make you all right. Things don't have to be all or nothing. Maybe you just prefer having natural peanut butter over Jif, but you can't give up Red Bull even if your life depended on it because your blood is caffeine and that's the only way you know how to survive anymore. There's a spectrum to everything. Unfortunately, while I don't think that either Laura or Emily is wholly incorrect, it's also important to recognize that the possibilities of extremism here are rather insidious. Dr. Braco Sanchez spoke to the Rolling Stone and said that the health advice seen online does end up affecting people in real life. She's heard patients say that they'll try something because it worked for an influencer they liked or that they want to pause all their vaccines. The health advice might not be overt, but it is there. Like Emily's TikToks aren't telling anyone they have to try raw milk or that they should be using a tuning fork as a substitution for medical advice about a broken bone people do fall down these rabbit holes and try dumb challenges or content they see on TikTok all the time. It's just unfortunate that this rabbit hole can lead to some seriously dark spaces. So let's start shedding a light on these possibilities. How far down can this rabbit hole go? The road from crunchy to alt-right isn't always a long one. And the same could be said for the road from crunchy to conspiracy theorist. The Guardian talked about this in their article about the dark side of wellness. They use Melissa Rain Lively as an example, 
a woman that always seemed spiritual and grounded in the wellness movement. During the pandemic, her affinity for this only grew and she looked into immunity boosting foods, the dangers of vaccines and slowly but surely QAnon content. Apparently, even though QAnon originated on far right message boards, I think like 8chan or something, it slowly found a home in wellness communities where its message resonated with crunchy moms. After all, what mom that cares so deeply about her kids' nutrition and health wouldn't care about satanic pedophiles? The save the children tagline that these communities share outwardly seem like a message that anyone can get behind. Rain explains. Much of what I read took a hard stance against the pharmaceutical industry and Western medical philosophy and was particularly critical of individuals like Bill Gates, who seemed to have an incredible amount of influence and involvement in public health policy. And to clarify, I don't think Rain is like a horrible person for having believed these things. Anyone can get sucked down into some pretty cultish beliefs without as much effort as you might think. It's no coincidence that Gwyneth Paltrow, owner of Goop, is featured in the photo above this Guardian headline. These new age beliefs seem healing, spiritual, and refreshing if all you do is watch a Netflix clip or read about eating your veggies more. But before you know it, you're huffing her vagina scented candles and kissing her butt while you're down there too. Rain saw this firsthand, the way that these wellness channels quickly leap to assumptions and conspiracies. One of them even posted a meme, an image of Polish Jews being put onto a train in 1939, quote, edited so they were wearing face masks. And then here's a quote from the article. The caption said, first they put you in the masks, then they put you in the boxcars. As a descendant of Holocaust survivors, this disturbed her deeply, but Rain was so entrenched in these conspiratorial beliefs that she had a break a severe mental break that resulted in hospitalization and nearly separating from her husband. Mental illnesses, as it turns out, are very common among extreme conspiracy theorists. Guardians claim that many of the women they sampled in QAnon joined after a massive life-breaking trigger, learning their child had been abused. Maybe then it makes sense that they would become paranoid and convinced that pedophile rings and pizzerias could be real. Other news sources such as the Washington Post have written lengthy investigative pieces into the roots of conspiracy theories and found, perhaps not surprisingly, that QAnon has roots in new age spirituality. While QAnon is a newer group, their ideals really aren't. And an independent researcher on alternative spirituality, Charlotte Ward, noticed this new age conspiracy online as early as 2009. She helped coin the term conspirituality, defined as having two core convictions, conspiracy theories, and new age belief systems. And yeah, this is apparently something common enough that this movement even has its own name. But I digress. How does this all relate to crunchiness? We know that conspiracy theorists lure in vulnerable people, but does the wellness community really do the same? Again, they've got so many commonalities, like going from big pharma is evil to big science is evil to vaccines don't work to, hey, try my supplements that will boost your immune system. Maybe you've run across these folks during the pandemic on your newsfeed. They were most likely the ones with the minimal aesthetic Instagram posts saying, the virus is manufactured, I don't consent to being masked, quarantine pedophiles, not healthy people, and other little one-liner zingers that they probably thought were really clever. The wellness community had some out there beliefs before the pandemic, certainly, but COVID made it about a thousand times more intensified. Susanna Barkataki, a yoga teacher in Los Angeles, said that the theories infiltrated slowly, helped by members of the yoga and wellness communities already questioning mainstream health advice. A wellness consultant and founder of a holistic wellness organization, Anusha Weyakumar, said that she also noticed the exact same thing. 
Western yoga spawned a hotbed of misinformation. Susanna told CBS, quote, "'There are also motives that maybe aren't so pure. And so many of these yoga practitioners and wellness practitioners stood to benefit financially. A great amount if they could say, oh, don't take a shot, but these supplements and food products I sell will help you stay healthy. Former wellness enthusiasts or crunchy naturalist lovers turned anti-vaxxers have told their story in recent years. And the similarities are striking from person to person. Someone just a bit crunchy or scrunchy, as we heard, started to see a shift on their social media. Maybe they started digging, curious about these alternative medicines, if their natural way of health could help them. Maybe they got caught up in a community because those buzzwords with the great awakening or great reset really aligned with their spiritual principles. Finally, it was time to see the truth. And then another truth, like Pizzagate. And then another truth, like shootings being faked. Once you let your guard down and start trusting questionable sources, it's not hard to trust another, and another, and another, and another and you can see how the slippery slope begins to slip and you fall right on down. Unfortunately, there's more to it than just anti-vax and a few flat earthers. All of it, like that man is my security blanket. The least that I can do for him is take him his public and I bring my man his plate. Every single man is watching me thinking that, damn, I wish my girl would do that. Once you enter into the online crunchy space and other wellness conspiratorial spaces, it's not hard to find trad wives and white power activists. A trad wife is a short term for traditional wife. Annie Kelly, writing for the New York Times, went so far as to call these trad wives the housewives of white supremacy. And honestly, I kind of see her point. Though some members of the community might feel different, many of them are advocating for something far more sinister than cutesy gardening and making banana bread. They say they want blonde-haired, blue-eyed children. They go on Radio 314, a white supremacist talk show program. They cross into quiverful territory, citing how they're doing their part by creating white children. Apparently, one of these trad wife advocates even created the white baby challenge and told her followers, quote, I've made six, match or beat me. Not only does this challenge treat infants like objects and numbers, but it places their value on the color of their skin. And if that's not racist, I don't know what is. If you're thinking that all of this trad wife and conservative woman language is starting to sound a bit familiar, then maybe you've heard of a channel called Classically Abby. It's a channel that's actually run by Ben Shapiro's little sister named Abby. In my opinion, this is all sounding like something she'd say. Maybe not directly the whole like, I've had six children, beat me, match me, but like the general ideas. They were going to be talking about obvious truths that I'm tired of defending, that I'm tired of saying. Y'all, these are obvious. We should all know them by now. Stop having sex with random people. And by random people, I know this is really not popular, but I'm talking about anyone who you're not married to. Not only does she go on and on about how to dress classical, how showing skin is trashy and what it means to be a classical woman in the first place, but she also seems to shame women for not being stay-at-home moms and spews inherently sexist beliefs on the regular. Those were domestic terrorists inside our Capitol, our Congress, our Congress that's been stealing elections for a very long time. What should the punishment for those members of Congress be? Execution for being traitors. That's what our constitution- And thus we enter yet another dangerous slip and slide. Careful kiddos, your knees won't get skinned, but mommy and daddy might be recruited into the proud boys on this one. Like, yeah, the sexism and toxic masculinity that Abby promotes intersects with, unsurprisingly, white supremacy. 
because why be sexist when you could be sexist and racist at the same time? Carr, the Center for Analysis of the Radical Right, refers to sexism and misogyny at an individual level as a gateway drug. Their so-called family value stances have gained support, but gender issues are the glue holding these groups together. Violence and discrimination might be a bit harder to pitch in a cutesy YouTube video about conservative fashion after all, not that it doesn't happen. The Guardian says that without a doubt, white supremacists are down with the message that white women should submit to their husbands and pop out as many white babies as they can, because of course they would be. The movement is rooted in conservative values. Of course, women should have choices. And if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, then go for it. However, it's the way that these trad wives seem to push their message and pressure their audience that's just a bit concerning. Like, yeah, be a mom if you wanna be a mom, but to fully submit your life to your husband? Sure, you can like cleaning, but romanticizing an era when women didn't even have the right to vote? No, thank you. Anything can be taken to an extreme. And in my opinion, the trad wife community can go way too far. Many people are also drawn to toxic communities because of these anti-feminist messages in the first place. One Redditor told Vox that after seeing his father's painful divorce play out in court, he began to resent the feminist movement for, quote, blaming white men for everything. He joined the r slash the red pill subreddit and appreciated how the community said men should be allowed to be emotional, flawed humans. And on the surface, that doesn't sound like a bad message. We're all allowed to be flawed, to learn and to grow. But after a time, it soured and became about how white men should take down women and other minorities. While this particular Redditor reached a tipping point and left, many still leaned on the community for support and fell into its hateful, toxic sludge pile. We all deserve to express our emotions, but if your emotion is racism and white supremacy, then maybe that's one you shouldn't really be expressing. Sure, some moms consider themselves trad, but not crunchy and vice versa, but many of these messages actually go hand in hand. According to the Global Network on Extremism and Technology, quote, far-right extremist mothers interpret the organic, holistic, all-natural, clean living values of the crunchy mom movement as a manifestation of far-right utopian propaganda that emphasizes purity and tradition. These values are framed to not only include organic foods and products free of chemicals, but also pseudoscientific and ahistorical ideas of white racial purity and traditions. From crunchy, natural granola to racial purity, It sounds really ridiculous on the surface to make these types of assumptions and leaps and bounds, but it's a thing and it does happen. I guess at the end of the day, there's only so many ways you can pitch your homemade kombucha before some of them inevitably start talking about anti-vaccine misinformation. Former trad wives have even spoken out and stated that influencers don't only condone white supremacy, but even claim that rape doesn't exist within marriage. And that's how disturbing and dark this trad wife tag can get. From old school values about being a stay-at-home mom to old school values that we really shouldn't be reviving. Unfortunately, there are so many more subcommunities at play and so many alternate routes to this pipeline too. This is by far not the only one. This is just one of the most prominent. And before we take a moment to discuss femininity, and in particular, the phrase divine femininity, I'm gonna take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. You've heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy, but choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. And that's why I'm excited that ExpressVPN is one of the best VPNs on the market and the VPN that I use. Here's why. 
ExpressVPN doesn't log your online activity. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. Speed is another one. ExpressVPN now uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. And the last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from the others is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to get set up. You just fire up the app, tap one button and connect. It's so easy that I'm pretty sure even your grandparents could do it. And other great folks like Business Insider, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. And it protects everything, your computer, your phone, help, even your TV, it's super cool. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust too. Use my link expressvpn.com casket today and get an extra three months for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com casket. Visit expressvpn.com casket to learn more. I'm going to tell you why the whole divine feminine, divine masculine discourse is just repackaged Christian doctrine and why it's bullshit and you shouldn't listen to it. Um, And I'm going to do it in business casual because no one has ever lied to anyone wearing business casual. Divine femininity encourages women to live a soft life. So low stress, lots of self-care and sourdough bread. So now it's time to discuss divine femininity. Also very similar to trad wife and that line of thought, this encourages women to live a soft life full of blankets and sourdough bread as this TikToker puts it. It's comfy, but beneath those layers of cozy blankets is a little bit of a darker side to all of this. Divine femininity pushes a religious ideal about wives submitting to husbands. And this is this territory of the rape can't happen in marriage rhetoric, just so you're aware of what we're about to dig into. Plus, since wives submit to husbands and husbands submit to Jesus, this means husbands kind of have free reign. Jesus isn't gonna be coming into their homes and telling them to do more dishes. And I'm not so confident that all of them listen to the whole honor your wives portion that's in the Bible either. Marissa Meltzer, writing for the Washington Post, explained her own experience with this movement. Her mother became involved with the idea of divine femininity when she was young. She was particularly interested in spirituality in women and took Marissa to the documentary Goddess Remembered and attended goddess fairs. It was a spiritual extension of the libertarian movement, but as masculinity found its way into this, things got messy quickly. As Leek, an assistant professor of sociology explained, quote, the wellness and spirituality world is very parallel to the evangelical Christian world especially when it comes to the messaging around masculinity. The mythopoetic aspect of the men's movement is very much rooted in patriarchal notions of chivalry and men as protectors and warriors. Evangelical masculinity is basically identical. I didn't even think I'd get quite this deep into talks about spirituality today, but we are here all the same. These elements have permeated the far right and the far right's permeated new age spiritualism too. Do you guys remember the QAnon shaman? He wore buffalo horns and coyote skin and had Nordic tattoos. He, like many other conspiritualists, have mismatched pagan and indigenous signifiers together for an appropriating display of new age aesthetic. I just think it's a bit ironic how one of the symbols of QAnon, the far right extreme, the shaman, is also representative of what's wrong with some of these wellness movements. He really is the whole package in the absolute worst way. After all of this though, I did decide to dip my toes into divine femininity, crunchiness, and tradwife social media. And from the onset, while some of the advice seems a little bit debatable, like 
Don't question a man about it when you see him again. Instead, tell him about how happy he makes you. It doesn't come across as immediately harmful. And even videos about finding someone masculine doesn't come across as far right because regardless of who you date, everyone can relate to wanting someone with genuine friends and a growth mindset, right? But it starts to go downhill pretty quickly. Heal with Peach offers energy sessions to make you irresistible to men and the ability to create a baby is continually cited as one of the most important things that a woman can do. Being beautiful, manifesting a man's obsession with you and understanding energies are the priorities. Some women fall into traditional roles to a point where they aren't just saying that they don't like taking on traditionally more masculine tasks like handling the finances, but they imply that any woman who does isn't feminine. The thing is, if you prefer your husband being in charge of finances, go for it. But other women have the right to not make that choice. Do what works best for you, your relationship, your bank account, or whatever the deciding factors might be. Someone isn't less feminine because they handle the finances or because they open their own car door. Someone isn't less feminine because they drive. And it's insanely ignorant and stupid to say otherwise. I'm just sorry, I, I think it's really stupid. I really don't care if that sounds super harsh, but when the hell did feminine mean not being able to drive? Other supporters of the Tradwife movement insist it isn't a movement whatsoever, that they're just showcasing their lifestyle and not pushing it on anyone. But you know, when these same Tradwife followers are also trying to take away your trans rights, banning kids books, and stating that divorce isn't really an option, then yeah, I think that people are going to be upset by that. Many trad wives and crunchy moms that I've seen are all about preaching live and let live and to let them do their own thing. But please, if you want to live in the 19th century, don't try to drag the rest of the world back there with you. And my For You page on TikTok is absolutely ruined for the sake of this episode, which is just a shame because I was getting some really good like Y2K memes. But at the end of the day, how you take care of yourself and your family is your business. Many women probably can't afford all of these organic, expensive, and aesthetic products, but if you can and you like it, that's totally fine. That's your choice. Just don't judge others for their choice to be silky, as I guess they say. For me, it all comes down to one thing. Make sure you do your research. If the crunchy mom you look to for inspiration says that vaccines are toxic, maybe question why. Are they reputable? Maybe, maybe not. That's up to you to have to take a look and make those choices. But yeah, enjoy your granola. Just maybe don't drink the Kool-Aid. But with all of that being said, that's where we're going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. I really appreciate you spending some of your time here with me today. I know you could be doing a million and a half things and you're here for a little bit and I'm really appreciative of that. So thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. The J&J on July 2nd started having palpitations on July 10th. That has also led to racing heart and um, pounding heart, um, constant chest pain, shortness of breath, daily headaches. My OBGYN decided that he thought I should go see a cardiologist. It said COVID-19 is like eating raw cookie dough. We know the risks. Now let us live our lives. <laughs> <laughs>